Good day. Today is January 26, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Bread with a focus on those last four letters, R-E-A-D, where we do just that. We open up the scriptures and we follow the daily lectionary reading plan. And today is Romans chapter 15. I'm Pastor Zach from St. Paul Lutheran Church in Clarence Center, New York, otherwise known as the Snow Globe Capital of the world. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this is an awesome chapter. Let's pray that God would open it to us. Gracious God, open your word that we might have hope and joy and peace in believing by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, so Paul has just ended chapter 14 talking about how we do not please ourselves but please our neighbors. We serve them and we we are open to um, showing love to them in ways that we maybe not would choose. I uh, so go back and, and read that. There's a lot of different things we could talk about there. But chapter 15 starts off and follows from that. He says, We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. And then I love this verse. This is one that you should highlight or put on your fridge. It says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. <clears throat> Isn't that great? The scriptures were written not only for the people of old, but for us, that we might be encouraged and have hope. Verse 5, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. This is the gospel in a nutshell, isn't it? Verse 7, um, welcome one another. That's the application. Why? Because Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Um, that is great. And also, I, I love here verse six, that uh, verse five, that uh, and six that, that say that the um, you know that we are to live in harmony with each other, that we might glorify God together. And now he's going to kind of turn the corner and and apply this to not just Christians in general, but in the early church there was so much division between Jew and Gentile. They were really were different. It was a huge cultural divide, but God had brought them together. So verse 8 tells us, For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised, that's the Jews, to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. And we've talked about the mercy of God now. Uh, in chapters 9, 10, 11, we're reduced to no boasting and uh, that and that God uh, has conscripted all under judgment so that he might have mercy on all. And so the mercy of God is a huge um, part of the book of Romans, even if that word doesn't show up much. Uh, chapter 3, uh, Paul says that God put forth Jesus as a propitiation uh, for our sins. And he didn't count the former sins against us, uh, but that in Christ we can all be redeemed. And that word propitiation, it literally is connected to the, the word uh, mercy seat, 
Christ has become the one who bore our sins. And in, in uh, Jewish thinking and the, the teachings of the scriptures, the, there was a, a place where uh, the mercy seat of God, where um, once a year on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, uh, blood of goats and, and, and lambs would be brought in to atone for the sins of the people and it would be sprinkled on the mercy seat. It was a place where God showed up and it is that that Christ has become the mercy seat. So anyway, the mercy of God is amazing. And another way to think of mercy, this is just my own thinking and sorry to get on the rabbit trail here, but uh, mercy is um, God's um, kindness applied to our misery. And we have misery in every direction. So, thank you, speed to God, that we can glorify Him for His mercy. All right, moving on. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with His people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol Him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. I love those verses. Those, those are all just places, and there's many others that remind us, especially remind Jews, like, look, this was God's plan all along, that the Gentiles would be brought in. Why? To sing praise to his name, to call on his name, to uh, glorify the God of Israel, that he'd be the God of the whole world. And I love especially the quote there, the last one, the root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles in him will the Gentiles hope. In that same section of Isaiah 11, it talks about that a banner shall be raised and people, uh, all the nations shall come to it. And, and that banner uh, is Christ, uh, his cross lifted up. And it's also the chapter that talks about what uh, what the end of the world will be like when Christ comes in his kingdom. You know, the, the lion or the, the wolf shall dwell, lay, lie down with the lamb. All those passages are all those stories and, and promises. All right, let's end here. Verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Just a couple thoughts. This this verse here is so good. First, we have a God, and He's a God of hope. And it is His joy to fill us with His joy and with His peace. And we only get that in believing. We only get his hope and joy and peace uh, 